This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the two pros and a cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So we've got an update on one of the big stories in the NFL over the past couple of weeks. We will get to that here coming up just a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so and we are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. Are uh, one of the big stories that we have been monitoring closely here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe is the Debo Samuel situation. I mean, everything from uh, the initial report that he wanted a new contract to the social media scrubbing. Uh, we got a lesson in bottle service behavior yesterday after that story came out that somebody had posted some uh, little church sign uh, in a club with bottles that said uh, Debo is staying, and he gave a throat slash gesture and said, "No, I'm not." Uh, all of it. I mean, we have got everything covered here Uh, and then John Lynch the general manager of the 49ers uh, was asked yesterday about the situation with Debo Samuel and he had this to say 
I can't ever imagine wanting to, to move on from Debo. Even though we don't have a first-round pick, you have to be thorough in this process and prepare for everything. And so you go through and do that. He's just too good of a player. I mean, you think of 2019, the 36th pick, to come up with someone like Debo who, you know, to me has just been a game-changing player for our franchise. I've told Debo this. I, I think he's the perfect illustration. Herm Edwards used to talk about when will meets skill. Debo probably embodies that as much as anyone. He's a great teammate and nothing but appreciation for what he's bought, but you just don't let guys like that walk. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm well, sold. Debo well, maybe Stanford. that explains the jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> Debo Can Stanford, we read the I'm tea sold. leaves there? Yes. <laughs> you know, when he brings up the second round pick, and it's almost like he's kind of laying down the <laughs> path for what they would be able to pick up in replace of him. Or or where they got him and and what you know they feel like they could probably do again. Like I, I feel like there's there's always some hidden words there. There's a report though that is is stated that they want two first round picks for Debo Samuel. Yeah. Now I don't I don't think they're gonna get that for him. I think they maybe could get a one. Right. We talked about yesterday the New York Jets giving them their tenth overall pick. That could probably that might be close to being enough. You know, in all honesty, just a straight up swap for the number 10 overall pick in Debo Samuel. Um, and, and, and again, only because you're going to have to pay him. And I think the Jets are cognizant of that. The 49ers clearly are cognizant of that. So that might be why there's not more picks involved. But uh, I, I don't know. This thing could, could last a while. They, it seems like the 49ers are adamant about not moving on from him, quote-unquote. I don't think they're going to take you know, you know, anything at a discount. They've been patient about Jimmy Garoppolo. Same thing. They say, hey, we can absorb his cap number. We're, we prepared for this. We know he's rehabbing from an injury. And then they've stated that they believe uh, Trey Lance is the starting quarterback. So I, I think this is an organization that, t- like, especially with John Lynch, you know, being the top of the front office, they're patient. They're not going to do a deal that they don't feel like is right for them. And if he's going to move, if he's going to go somewhere else, it either happens here shortly in the next 48 hours maybe first round of draft day, or it doesn't happen until after the draft, and it could drag on for a while. And you're looking at teams who, after the draft, after the undrafted free agents, you get through OTAs and minicamp, you then start to look at the roster and say, okay, do we need a guy like Debo? You know, do we want to give up a next year's pick or potential player for a guy like Debo? I, I think this thing has the potential to go on for a while if it doesn't happen here in the next 48 hours. You know, the one thing that comes to mind for me is built-up equity. And when you've had someone who has shown you that they can do something really good for your for your team, for your organization, you know, you got to take a take a step back and you got to say, you know, there's some value to that. Now, what makes it intriguing is that value was and and pretty much I guess it would be unanimous that it was greater than any other player on the offensive side of that ball. And and so when you look at that value, I think now what, what comes into play is looking at the very thing that you brought up, uh, Q, is that Trey Lance is going to most likely be the starter of this team this year. Are you okay with sending away your most dangerous offensive weapon in in the 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 donning of a new era at at the quarterback's position. I mean, 
is that is that the wisest move to do? And I wonder how much pressure that may be putting on Lynch and and Shanahan to have the conversation of being able to, in fact, keep Debo Samuel in in San Francisco. I also think you got to consider the source. You remember the Mac Jones going number three overall rumors last year? Uh, it was the Niners behind that. Like they, nobody plays the media like John Lynch, who was a part of the media, and Kyle Shanahan plays it up. And and I just I have a hard time believing. Not that they're lying, but I have a hard time buying that they wouldn't part ways with Debo Samuel. If they're not lying, what would you call it? Uh, I would call it fibbing. Uh, I don't think it's, I think it's negotiating publicly. Uh, you know, I think there's a big difference between lying. Lying is what you accuse me of doing from time to time. Uh, I, th- I think John Lynch knows that this uh, this stuff gets around and, and I think, well, look, I mean, you, you got to uh, I didn't like, think you hurt me. You got to get, you got to get dirty sometimes. Uh, I just think is, that, it, by the way, it, does. It was, was John Lynch's first draft the one where they fooled the Bears? And thinking they were taking Trubisky to trade up with them one spot. Yes, and I, I don't think they, they went with Solomon Thomas. <laughs> and you know, and they, were, they, they basically said after the fact they're going to go with Solomon Thomas the entire way. <laughs> and the best part is, I don't, I don't think they actually needed to fool the Bears or intended to. Just Chicago got really aggressive, and John Lynch is like. Well, if they're going to lead us there, let's just continue on and see how many more picks we can get. And next thing you know, they moved up one spot, and yeah, uh, Trubisky was the pick. But it worked out well for uh, Ryan Pace and everybody there. So, you know, all is well. I just, look, if somebody if somebody comes with a first-round pick, Debo appears to be playing hardball. Like, he seems like he's dead set on not going back there. So what would end up happening? Would there just be a bunch of fines that would come through if he doesn't show up for work, and they're just going to play his hand and try and play hardball with him? Or yeah. Do you, okay, so do you, do, you, do you think that's more likely or more likely they get something done uh, by Thursday and, and it's a first-round pick involved? I don't know. I, I think this thing could go a while. And in and, and part because you know, with the, where the Jets sit, you're contemplating a, a couple of things. Staying put, taking a player you feel like could be an immediate impact player right away. You know, I was a part of a mock draft yesterday where this person had them taking Garrett Wilson. You know, so you're, you're finding some of that explosiveness – you're helping out Zach Wilson at the quarterback spot with, with getting a guy like that um, sitting there at number 10. And so that could work out for you. Or, you know, maybe a trade back if someone wants to trade up and is targeting a quarterback. You know, you're hearing a lot of things swirling around this week. And this is the week where <laughs> you want to know how I know you're lying because your lips are moving. Like that's, that's, how this week, that's how this week works. <laughs> With every general manager. I love so, it so much. <laughs> well, they could, they could trade back, right? And they could accumulate some more picks to help themselves out because I think this is actually a, a deeper wide receiver draft class than people realize. So I don't think there'll be a run on wide receivers in the first round as much as people think. I think you'll see them go off in the second round. Um, and, and so there's that potential and this potential that, you know, maybe San Francisco lowers their asking price. And they're willing to, to, you know, not want two first-round picks. Maybe it's one or maybe it's a, a bunch of other picks that are outside the first round. There's, there's all sorts of scenarios. I think most lead you to think that the draft is going to come and go, and then we see where Debo Samuel sits. I, I just think it's risky. I really do. And, and, and the more I'm thinking about it, regardless of if he's being deceptive, uh, John Lynch, that is, or not, and, and, of course, we can all assume, as, as it's just been stated, that everybody's going to be posturing. No one is really going to 
led on to what what they really want or what they're really doing or what they're really looking at for as long as they possibly can. But I think there has to be some validity to them saying you just don't want to let a guy like Debo Samuel get away from your team. I mean, if, if the Jets are willing to give up a one or and then you think about they're doing that to give Wilson a a weapon, that means they're looking at this this first round and they're saying, uh, perceivably, but you would assume it would be this year's number one. So if they're giving up a number one, that means that they don't think that there's a receiver that's better than Debo at that number one spot. And and so if I'm if I'm the 49ers, I mean these guys are all friends. They all know each other. They all hang out and they talk. You know if Debo Samuel is is a guy that you you can let go. Or you can't let go. And if you're able, if you're willing to let him go at a first round draft pick, I got to really think about if I'm going to, you know, what I'm going to do if I'm the 49ers, because I don't, I don't feel as though you have the luxury of putting Trey Lance in that situation. Yeah, I also think, uh, to your point, the fact that there's some familiarity with the Jets, because it was last year when they made the move to three. You only get that aggressive if you're pretty sure that the guy you want is going to be available, which means they probably had a discussion with the Jets ahead of time. Like, okay, you're taking Zach Wilson? Cool. All right, we just want to make sure that our guy's going to be there. And the fact that the Jets are now also being thrown out there, that leads me to believe that maybe the Niners are are maybe behind that. I just think this is smokescreen season. I, I love it. I wish we could keep track of every BS report and rumor uh, and then just uh, recap them after we're all said and done here. But I just wonder, do did the, did the Niners look at this and say, we're better off dealing him now or waiting until later? And and maybe they're or just, just a, paying him. If Why it, can't that be one of the options? <sighs> I, I don't I don't know. I that. mean, he's got to play ball as well, but it doesn't always have to be doom and gloom every single time a player wants more money. I mean, the player has to be realistic in, in, in their approach, and, and that plays a part. It takes two to dance, but it doesn't always have to be gloom and doom. Oh, he's got to go. Oh, we got to deal him. He's got to be dealt. Is it better to get rid of them now or is it better? It's always better to get rid of somebody now when you don't think that they can bring the value that you need. It's always better to get rid of them later when when you think that 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 the talent or whatever has diminished and it's not worth the price tag. Would you give I, him, I don't think they're I don't think they're there yet. Would you give him Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams money or or over the 20 million dollars uh, that that he's reportedly seeking? It's always the answer is always going to be no because that's the most reasonable and sensible approach to these these situations. But at the same exact time, I wouldn't have given Dak Prescott the contract that that he was getting. <laughs> so and again, I'm I'm telling you the receiver's position may be right in front of our faces evolving and and turning into one of those positions where it's just a matter of he's the next guy up. And Debo Samuel is the next guy up with the other guys who have received contracts or contract extensions. All right. If if a team offers a low end first round pick for Debo Samuel, are you guys doing it? At what yes. at what point okay, so so anything yes. in the first round you're doing the deal. I mean, it depends on your cap structure and, and how much money you have to spend if you're the team trading for him. And, and obviously, you're the team who, who has Debo in San Francisco in this case. But 
you have to be looking at it as, you know, we could, if you're San Francisco, we can find a, a player that we feel like could provide value at the wide receiver position in the late first, in the second, depending on what we roll that into, or maybe a quality player that we feel like is a greater need for us, get, you know, with our system. So I think you do that deal and, um, and, and, and you move forward. And, and again, you see if, if, you know, three, four or five years down the road, what the track record looks like for Debo. As I said yesterday, and I'll keep saying it, it'll be hard to replicate what he did last year. He won't be asked to do that because that was, that was the position the 49ers were in from a necessity standpoint. But it's just hard to have that much production because if you look at what their number one, you know, the number one weapon you're trying to take away from that offense when they're clicking, it wasn't really Debo. I mean, it's, it's in part because they move him around so much. It's really George Kittle. Yeah. You know, when, when, when he's healthy and playing, that's who it is. And so if it's not, it allows you kind of a little bit more, you know, utility of how you're going to use Debo Samuel. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. So we have uh, all of a sudden there is some speculation, a rumor on a potential blockbuster trade between two teams who dealt with each other very, very recently. We will get into that for you next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, LeVar. Yeah, 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 man, come on. Hey, you know where this song became famous? A lot of people think, uh, well, Seattle, grunge. Uh, this song uh, by Allison Chains actually became famous uh, in the Dublin Kaufman weight room, uh, little high school, uh, the Shamrocks in the uh, state of Ohio. Brady, you're not, probably not familiar, but a little high school football talk here on I Fox Sports Radio. I think you're obsessed. What do you mean? It's a little weird. Shamrocks. What do you mean? Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> What's a little weird about it? You bring it up, it? Uh, you bring you it up quite a bit. Clanging and banging, yeah, uh, listening to Man in the he Box does. by Alice in Chains. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. Okay. What's the issue here? I you can dig it. Big workout guy. Uh, all right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, uh, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox in the air on FSR. Kind of. Uh, all right, so we uh, we are going to have um, a special uh, over under edition. Uh, we're doing an all NFL draft over unders throughout the rest of the week here uh, because it is draft week. Uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be some fun here coming up later on in the hour. Uh, we also have an update. Uh, this is really important stuff here. An update, and if if either one of you guys wants to apologize to me now, or if you want to wait until I give you the update, whatever works best for you. Um, the movie Jaws was filmed in Martha's Vineyard, so if you guys want to go uh, ahead and really issue those, I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to issue and those, Brady apologies, agreed you know, with you. Anyway, yeah, I agreed so with you. It doesn't what even you talking about. I mean, look, you just like you were calling if you're, me a if liar. If you're being passive aggressive, like you what normally you are, <laughs> just say mean? Levar. You said that, and and Brady agreed, so you owe me an apology. I, which at that point in time, I tell you, I don't <laughs> kick rocks. And if I could say it in a different way that was appropriate for radio, <laughs> I'd, I'd deliver it that way. What, what other way would you say it? Yeah, well, you no. Pan. Pan. <laughs> Get out of my face, Pan. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> so uh, uh, welcome in. We are off and running here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Now, um, this according to um, Aaron Nagler, who covers the uh, the Green Bay Packers, citing a pair of league sources that the Packers are interested uh, in acquiring a veteran tight end 
and uh, specifically that the Packers are interested in one Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, speaking of the draft in Vegas, um, and the speculation uh, is uh, centered around, uh, according to, again, a pair of league sources, uh, they are, there's an eye on trying to get something done this week uh, with the draft obviously coming up on Thursday. So apparently, even though they already made a trade with the Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, uh, with DeMonte Adams, uh, they have now identified uh, Darren Waller as a potential target for them as well, too. So the look on the lookout for more talent on offense, those Green Bay Packers. Interesting strategy. I mean, <clears throat> I think, you know, everyone's thinking wide receiver, wide receiver, you got to replace Devontae Adams. And constantly <laughs> over the course of the past couple of seasons, Rodgers has been the MVP. Granted, Adams has been a part of that. But now they don't have him. And instead of looking at saying, okay, should we be a player for a guy like Debo Samuel? Um, they go, let's go tight end. All right. I mean, Waller's one of the better pass-catching tight ends. It makes sense from that standpoint. Uh, and I think with what they want to do running the football, um, you can create some mismatches, especially with the personnel they'll put on the field. And so maybe if wide receiver is your issue, and as the league continues to use more and more three wide receiver sets, everyone's going one way, you go the other way. And you say, well, maybe we're going to use more base personnel. Maybe we're going to use more running backs, more tight ends and then utilize some of these matchups we can create that way. And that's how we feel like we can best be successful. Um, it's so kind of, kind of interesting, I think, that they would be looking into this. I, I am wondering what they're willing to give up in exchange for Waller. I believe he's got maybe is it this, is it two more years left on his deal. I but think so. He's really underpaid for his production. So I'm sure what's happened is the Raiders have had talks. He wants a new deal. They don't want to do it, so they'd rather deal them at this point. Um, and, and that's why, how we've gotten to this point. And I think the other issue is when you look at the Raiders organization, Mark Davis, who makes the bulk of his money from the actual business of the team, he's not going to have a ton of cash, right? He's not one of these other teams where the owners derive their income from other sources outside of even the NFL team. And so they can expend a lot of the cash within the organization because they're not living off of it. Right. You know, Mark Davis is living off of it. This is a team that, you know, he inherited. And it's different than like the David Teppers of the world who was able to buy the Carolina Panthers, whoever buys the Denver Broncos, whether it's Jeff Bezos or whoever else. You know, those everyone you're talking about made their money somewhere else. And so they've got plenty of cash and they can so they can utilize the cash from the team operations to put into these signing bonuses. I think that would be a heck of a move for for Green Bay if they were able to pull that off. Uh, they have one of the – which is a dying position, they, but they have one of the better offensive backfields uh, in all of the NFL, maybe possibly the best, um, depending on, you know, what you look at as in terms of the skill sets that are brought to the table by those who are in the backfield. So you add a guy, a tight end like that, who is, I mean, he, he's, he's almost like a, a Gronkowski in a lot of ways. He's physical as hell, so he can give you blocking, but he's also a, 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 obviously a really, really good uh, pass-receiving tight end as well. Uh, I, I think that that would be a, a very, very intriguing move. Um, I don't know why the Raiders would would even entertain at this moment letting him go other than to, to say that, you know, the value is is 
is worth so much that it's just you can't refuse it. But I think Waller is, is, is his upside. I would say his upside might be the highest of any tight end outside of uh, the kid in Atlanta that came in last year. Pitts. Uh, uh, Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Cal Pitts. I don't. You know, I love I love some of the games of obviously the the Kittles, the um, 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 Kelsey. I love these guys. But if you're talking like, you know, if you're talking going full, full cross the spectrum, they can do it all, all all three downs. That's a Waller. And and I think that that would be an intriguing move if that were to play out, especially for Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't know that the Raiders would want to part with him this year because his cap hit is what six and a half million uh, is for for this upcoming season. This feels like they could make it work. Wouldn't you want a year of Devonte Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro? Uh, I, I just I feel like if on the Raiders, part of the reason you made this move is to add another piece on offense, and now you've got it. Why would you just all of a sudden part ways? What just to get back potentially the first round pick you traded for for Devonte Adams? It just doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. That's why I'm wondering where this where this stuff is even coming from. Is this the, the Packers just throwing this out there, trying to generate some interest from somebody else who's got a tight end? I, I just don't I don't get it. Well, the understand. Packers have two first round picks too, right? Yeah. And and that's where you have to look at this and wonder, you know, are are they are they willing to part ways with one in order to get a known commodity, right? Yeah. And, and now in doing so, they're going to have to create some cap space to extend uh, Darren Waller. But maybe they look at it and say, we can worry about that a year from now. I, I just, to your point, from the Las Vegas perspective, the AFC West, everyone loaded up, yeah. including the Raiders. So why are you then giving back one of your top players unless you feel like, there's not really a, a long-term extension possible from speaking with his agent where the player's unhappy and he's going to hold out, and you'd rather move on now, take that draft pick, right, in exchange for him, and go ahead and utilize it in this year's draft. You know, there's no saying that they couldn't take whatever draft compensation they get and go get a guy like Trey McBride out of Colorado State. Now, he's not going to have the, the same, you know, size necessarily as Darren Waller, who's a big you know, huge target to throw at, but very capable. Um, and so maybe they, they view that being a better way of, you know, not absorbing this huge cap hit from an extension for Waller, but still replacing him with what they get in the draft. Well, Derek Carr made it made it very plain and clear on his Twitter account that uh, he will not be allowing uh, the, the, the Raiders to get rid of his guy. Laugh out loud, no chance, is, is what he wrote it. Oh, he uh, won't be allowing it. Okay. So, yeah, he won't, he won't allow uh, for this to, to take place. He, he will not lose huh. um, his guy, Waller. Yeah, yeah. There he, you won't, go. he won't allow. Just like he, he will w- not permit them to do it. Yeah, just like he wouldn't allow them to trade Khalil Mack, and uh, you know, don't want to leave Oakland, and yeah, you know, all the other things. So but he I'm will not he won't allow permit it. them okay. to let Khalil Mack go unless yeah. Khalil wanted to go yeah. too. Yeah, right. I that, mean, that's not true. That's not- <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> is that a, is that the, uh, the 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 added in quote? Whatever. Just see if anybody's paying attention. Just yeah. you know, we'll just uh, throw stuff out there. That's what I do. Yeah, it works. Uh, yeah. All right. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. We do have uh, some over under, some uh, an NFL draft special over under edition coming up here shortly. Uh, for all the latest from around the world of sports, we turn it over to the great, the powerful, the wonderful, my guy. Well over a decade plus of friends. 
friendship, Eddie Garcia. Well, you know, if I'm your guy, I, I, I don't appreciate the mocking tone of my fellow Fresno State Bulldog, Derek Carr there. Jonas. Uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie, I apologize. Thank you. All right. Okay. I just, uh, retraction? Yeah. Retraction? Uh, potential retraction. All right. uh, you know, I just, but I need to know where your loyalties are because obviously, uh, you know, you and Lamar. Oh, here he have, goes. Uh, you know, I just, I just want to make there sure. You go. I mean, yeah. Bra- well, Brady and Roberto are spoken for, which, yeah. which just makes me sick. Uh, Inseparable. Nothing yeah. you can do about you it. And Lee, I hate it. You know? Yeah. And he wants you and Lee to himself, which leaves me I the think odd that's, man out. That's fair, yeah. yeah Lavar's my guy, and uh, you, and, you and Lee. Uh, Damn. Unbelievable. Ah, ha, 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 ha. unbelievable. Yes. Pittsburgh connection. Yes, right. That's right, my man, Eddie G. All right. All right. Now that that's settled, let's get to the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Yep. Goodbye to the Brooklyn Nets as they were swept out of the playoffs Goodbye by the Boston Celtics, 116-112. <laughs> Jason Tatum, 29 points. Jalen Brown, 22 points. Marcus Smart, 20 points for Boston in the victory. Kevin Durant, 39 points. And Kyrie Irving, 20 points in the loss. Boston wins that series four games to nothing and becomes the first team to advance into the second round of this year's playoffs. They now await the winner of the Bucks bulls series. Now back to Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox in the Fox Sports Radio studio. Thank you, Eddie. Two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports. Radio. By the way, did you guys see the NFL's uh, considering uh, playing a game on Black Friday this year? There's oh a, my gosh! Oh, how racist is that? Is but racist. I did not oh, Thank racist. you. Hey, don't oh shoot the messenger. Oh just, my god! Oh my goodness! Why would you introduce that? Oh my god! I was just like, can it be Brown Friday? Huh? No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or ten, ten Friday. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like that is, uh, it, it is being thrown out there that that's a there's a potential for a Black Friday. But oh, uh, I mean, that's what they call it. They call it Black Friday. Uh, or in the words of uh, Rob Parker, every Friday is Black Friday for me. And, uh, oh, oh, and, and see, you're, def- you're deflecting. No, but it is. That's, you I, feel like you're in danger right now. No, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's, oh my no, gosh. That, that's Rob's joke. Let me pull Rob Parker it, out. It's his, uh, it's his go-to every Black Friday. Him and I used oh, to work Black oh, Fridays then, every then day. Sound the alarm. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, oh, oh lot of Black Fridays for Rob Oh, I don't my God. Oh, wow. You stop. are just throwing them. <laughs> don't understand. All right. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, apparently uh, nothing is safe uh, from the NFL. Although, you know, uh, you know what is. Or Jonas Knox. What, yeah. <laughs> or Berto. Uh, you got to have the bones. You got to have the structure. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Rob. That yeah. is true, Thank Rob. Thank you very That's much. True. That is true. Um, true. Uh, wait, how many days a week do you think eventually the NFL is going to be playing games? Uh, seven. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Did I not throw this out there during COVID? Yes. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Stagger Try to slam it. as many primetime windows in there as possible because, A, it's going to be the best thing you can do for ratings. B, advertising revenue. On top of it, you can play with the schedule more so you don't have to worry about, we want to play a game in London, so the following week we have to have a buy. You can play around with the schedule a bit to allow you know, teams not have to necessarily play on a short week anymore. It's better for player safety, health and player safety. It's not even like you really have an off day, in all honesty, when you're in season. Like you have a quote-unquote off day based on the collective bargaining agreement, but guys are still in the facility. Like guys are still getting treatment. They're going in there watching tape. They're going and working out. Um, a lot of times they'll go in there, you know, just to you know talk to the coaches about something or review something. So it's it's not like there is an off day anyway, even though that would be structured into the schedule. I just think it makes sense 
um, for it, it makes sense basically looking at the entire slate and how you could look to improve it or make it more enticing for gambling purposes, fantasy purposes. You're going to have more people focused in on watching those games. I don't care if it's on a Tuesday or Wednesday because we saw those ratings from COVID and it worked. You know the interesting thing about doing it on a Black Friday? Oh, my God. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> oh, my God. Dios mio. Uh, Racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's because historically it's women that that go out on Um, on the the Black Fridays. Oh, my God. They they fall victim. Yeah, man. Sexist, racist. Is there anything safe? they, They fall victim to the Black Friday. Oh, my God. And 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 racist. When, and when they go out, while they are out shopping, Sexist. yeah, and camping out and fighting one another to get to those last products that are on sale that they picked out on their computers and their laptops and well, for some still their their papers. The men, those men, they sit at home. They. They, they they don't know what to do. They sit there in fear, in fact, that they weren't supportive men to, to those who braved the Black Friday. Oh, this now. Racist. Dang. This this now new event on Black Friday, the addition of NFL football on Black Friday now gives a man an opportunity to give a real valid reason and explanation as to why they should just stay home and watch the game. And to this point, what COVID also has done, and technology, mind you, it has given people the opportunity to do Black Friday from home. You don't have to go out and camp anymore, people. You can stay right at home and you're Black Friday. Is product. this a live read? No, I no. It is right there at your fingertips. It is right there at your fingertips. So I think it is a tremendous play on the National Football League's behalf. I mean, they have not played a. Uh, that is well Thank done. You. There Thank it is. you all. I mean, way, way to navigate. Thanks. Thank the, you, uh, far and wide. Uh, way Thank to, you. Way to navigate the treacherous waters of sexism and racism there, Lavar, to deliver that uh, soliloquy. Um, no worries. And, you know, That's what uh, I'm here for. There, is a, uh, there are college football games uh, on Black Friday every year. Um, so, I mean, there was that option out there. Uh, you had Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson in a, uh, a, a you know exhibition golf match on a Black Friday uh, a couple years ago. So, I mean, there there are options out there, but it's the first time the NFL has played um, a Friday game that wasn't centered around New Year's or Christmas like that since 1986. So, slowly they're starting to take over every day of the week. So, good for the National Football League. How about good it? for them. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Up next, it is draft week, which means a special edition of Over-Unders. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker 
for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, we've got uh, potentially bad news for one quarterback in the NFL. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR. Right now, though, it is time for a special draft week edition of something we do called this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing you know you're a lion, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over-under. All right, let's go. It is over-unders, a draft week edition, and the great Lee DeLapp has uh, got us covered. Lee, come on, let's get this smoke. That's right. What better way to start than with yeah. quarterbacks? Whoa. Number of quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Two and a half, you guys. Over-under. I'm going to say over. I think uh, they tend to get overdrafted, and there's, And I think there's... Teams who feel higher about like a Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter than maybe the consensus of those out there, maybe even Matt Corral. I think there's people who, who like may have them ranked second or may have them their, maybe their top quarterback in this draft class. So I, I'm, I'm going to say the over. And, you know, uh, the speculation is there could be a late run on quarterbacks in the draft. You know, yeah. Trying to get back into that. Late as round. in like not even on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> like Monday. Under. Right. Sticking with quarterbacks, uh, draft position for Malik Willis, 12 and a half. Uh, under. Say that again. Draft Wh- position, uh, when he would be drafted for Malik yeah, Willis, 12 and a half. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah, 12 and a half. Like, <laughs> the, the, the pick back. is 12 and a half. So, like, what? what's the half of the 12th pick? Is that the 13th like, will pick? Will it be 12 or 13? Oh, is that the start of the 13th pick? Like, what no. is 12 and a half? You, you like a half because then there's not a push in your bet, Lamar. So, if, if you think he's going to go 12 to 1 somewhere in there, See, that's, why, I don't that's why you like it. Vikings are at 12. Texans uh, are at 13. And a half. Ain't that a um, flip? I'm going to take um, the under. He's the only one I think may go in the first round. Um, take his only chance of. Yeah, I won't see that. Um, take the under. I'm gonna take the under. I think Washington's a possibility. No, I'm not going to take the under because my bold p- prediction was after 15 for the first quarterback. So I'm gonna take the over. All right. All right. I'm stick with my bold prediction. I, I like it. Right. We'll let from uh. From 12 and a half to the Big tw- to the Big Ten, number of players from the Big Ten drafted in the first round, six and a half. Over. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. You know, I'm going to take the under, Lee. I was, I was a little bit disappointed in some of the combine performances. I thought the pro days were, you know, less than to be desired. And I'm going to take the under on the hey, number of Big Ten players. Just so people out there understand what Jonas is doing, huh. he, he, you guys probably who don't listen to our show very often don't know, he's being sarcastic when he gives you that analysis. What do you mean? He actually has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, okay, prove to me I'm wrong. Prove me I'm wrong in what you just said. Well, how, how do you want me to prove to you that you're wrong? I mean, well, I, well, who's 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 performance you're disappointed in that? I, I mean, I just I, you know, there was the one guy that I just thought he That's really came guy. in. He came in. Guy. I just thought he would have been in better shape. And, yeah. and unfortunately, I was disappointed uh, in just what I saw. And again, huh. you know, I, I think you to, to recklessly attack me like that on the air is, is insulting, especially when no, I no, no. I'm trying to make sure the audience know they're supposed to laugh at that. Like I'm supposed just... to laugh at you talking like there was actually someone that disappointed you in the combine. I mean, listen, yeah. you know, I, I'll tell you what. All right. Give me like. Yeah. 
uh, give me like four or five minutes. Uh, you know, when I've cooled down because you've just attacked me on the air, and then I'll give you uh, my answer to your question. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Four or five minutes far, from huh? now. Yeah. Jeez, you got a little bolt right uh, there, Joe. Yeah, did, man. Hour, hour, hour four of the program. We'll get to all those. Oh, okay. Uh, what else we got, Lee? Fellas, number of trades we see in the first round, one and a half. Over. Mm. I'm going to take the over. Over. You know, Lee, upon further review, nah, I'm still going to take the over. <laughs> All right, you guys. And the Packers, they have two picks in the first round, two picks in the second. Number of wide receivers the Packers draft in those first two rounds. So out of four picks, one and a half. One. Oh. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to go with the under. I think they draft one. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know that they draft two. So is that the under if they take one? Yeah. Correct. LeVar, you've won almost every week playing this game. Why do you act like you don't know how it works? It's not true. Come on. It is true. You won during football season. Pick 12 and a half. That's weird to me. But, what, you know. t- tell me. <laughs> it's always the under for me. Um, I will go, uh, <laughs> Lee, for entertainment purposes, I'm going to say over. They're going to get really aggressive on the wide receiver front. Yeah, that's how it works. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.